In honor of National Book Lovers Day, I've decided to write This Is Today, The Book. Yeah, it's, it's all about the love story between me and Reese Witherspoon. It's clearly fiction. This is today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Monday, August 9th, 2021. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Yeah, National Book Lovers Day. Why did I pick Reese Witherspoon? Well, not just because she's beautiful, but because she loves to read books. Yeah, her and Oprah, they, they love they love the books. Uh, you can check out, uh, if you follow Reese on, on Instagram, like, yeah, it's it's always a book. She'll suggest, and she actually suggests some great books, and sometimes she turns them into movies, much like Oprah. Oprah suggests great books all the time. So if you're looking for that, well, go check it out. But here's the thing with National Book Lovers Day, you actually have to put down your phone and avoid all other distractions so that you can read something. Now, how you read a book without a phone uh, and the uh, Kindle app, I, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but apparently it's possible somehow. It's also National Women's Day today. National Women's Day is a South African public holiday celebrated annually on August 9th. Uh, this commemorates a 1956 march by 20,000 women who were protesting the Urban Areas Act. This required non-white citizens of South Africa to carry essentially a passport. Uh, these pass laws, as they call them, were uh, basically a feature until 1986 when apartheid system ended. It's also National Rice Pudding Day today. And of course, uh, there's people that hate this stuff. There's people that love this stuff. You, you got to make it right <laughs> or buy the right brand in order to have good rice pudding. Because yes, this is one of those things that you can really mess up. So be careful uh, with your rice pudding today. By the way, the largest serving of rice pudding ever, 4,563 pounds. That was done back in 2015 in India. No pictures, so I can't say if that was a good one or not, but usually you can tell with just by looking at a photo of uh, the rice pudding. It's also National Veep Day. What's Veep? Well, you know, the, the television show. No, we're not talking specifically about that. We're actually talking about the vice president of the United States. And this is not a holiday for Kamala Harris. No, it's to commemorate the presidential succession provisions in the Constitution. Well, why today? Well, that actually went into place today. And we'll tell you about that in our events. Hey, speaking of events, we should probably tell you about those. Well, we got a bunch today, so I'm going to get right into it. Do a couple of quick ones here. In 1854, because it's Book Lovers Day, I should probably tell you that Henry David Thoreau published Walden on this day. Again, back in 1854. Uh, Thomas Edison on this day in 1892 received a patent for the two-way telegraph. That guy had so many patents, so many patents. Okay, 1969 on this day in a luxurious neighborhood near Beverly Hills, Sharon Tate and three others were murdered by followers of the Manson family. Sharon was eight and a half months pregnant. Her husband, director, producer, and writer, Roman Polanski, was not present at the home at the time. He was working on a film in Europe. Now, after committing the crime, the Manson family went back to the ranch where uh, basically the cult resided. It, yeah, the cult was known as the Manson family. And they would murder again. They would murder a supermarket executive, Leno, LaBianca, and his wife. Okay, so the police would actually raid the Manson Ranch on the 16th of August of 1969 and arrest Charles Manson and many members of the family. Now, the arrests, however, were not for the murders. 
They were for car theft. See, they'd been stealing VW bugs and turning them into doom buggies for their ranch in the desert there. So the problem, though, the warrant had the wrong date. So they had to free the family. Okay, so the family would actually relocate to Death Valley at another ranch. Now, police would also raid this location in October, again, for Grand Theft Auto. Now, while in custody in November of 1969, one of the members boasted that they committed the Tate-LaBianca murders. They were found guilty of the crimes in January of 1971. Charles Manson died in prison in 2017. Obviously, there's way more to this story than I can tell in a 10-minute podcast. In fact, there's an entire podcast about this. It's called You Must Remember Manson. It's from 2017, but it is fantastic. They've they've actually got a couple of uh, series of podcasts. Uh, It's the You Must Remember This series of podcasts. I love it. You got to go check it out. Uh, just search in whichever podcast app you're using to listen to this show to go check out that show. Okay, 1974. I mentioned it's Veep Day today, right? Well, here's the reason why. Gerald Ford was sworn in as president of the United States on this day in 1974. See, Richard Nixon, of course, he resigned. There was the whole Watergate scandal, which we've talked about plenty on this show, and we'll talk about more actually in the coming months. So, okay. He is now president of the United States, never elected. How did he get to the become VP without being elected? Well, Spiro Agnew had resigned from the VP role after a criminal investigation. So anyway, on this day, Gerald Ford, after being sworn in, he gave a speech that was clearly trying to reunite the nation after all of the issues that had happened within the Nixon administration. In fact, saying that the long national nightmare is over. Okay, so how did he do as president? Well, here's one of the biggest issues. During his term, he pardoned Nixon for the crimes. And this upset many people. Now, he actually tried to do it at like, you know, (laughs) on a Sunday morning at like nine when nobody was paying attention. But of course, that news is going to get out. Anyway, he would not win his bid for re-election in 1976, losing to Jimmy Carter. Now, everybody somewhat agrees that he was a decent president. Everybody definitely agrees that he did do a decent job in trying to reunite the nation. Okay, we move now to our biography of the day. And I have the pleasure of talking about Whitney Houston, born on this day in 1963 in Newark, New Jersey. Okay, she was born to Sissy Houston, a gospel singer. It's a physical family. Yeah, her her aunt, Dionne Warwick, Dee Dee Warwick, her godmother, Aretha Franklin. Seriously, Aretha Franklin. I mean, come on. If, if that's your godmother, you know that you're going to be performing on stage at some point in your life. And she hit the stage at just 11 years old. Now, in high school, she actually went on and toured with her mom a bit and was able to do some backup singing for other artists as well. She did modeling for a bit, and then she was picked up by Arista Records in 1983, where she released her debut album. It was self-titled, and it had several number one singles, including The Greatest Love of All, Saving All My Love for You, and How Will I Know. So many great songs on that album. In 1987, she came out with another album called Whitney, and this debuted at number one on the Billboard charts, becoming the first female to do so. This had I Want to Dance with Somebody, So Emotional, so many other great songs on that one. Now, during the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 25, she sang the national anthem 
And she actually made the Star Spangled Banner reach the top 10. Okay, now she married Bobby Brown. And right after marrying Bobby Brown, she starred in The Bodyguard, which gave us the best-selling soundtrack of all time. And it had the hit, I Will Always Love You. Now, that was written by Dolly Parton. And Whitney, when she sang it, she just destroyed this thing. It was so good. Now, she also was in Waiting to Exhale, another hit soundtrack, another hit movie. Many other hits, many other movies followed, but also did Marriage Troubles, Drug Issues. And a lot of this was showcased in the reality show with Bobby, her husband, in 2012. She was found dead in a hotel room at the Beverly Hilton. The next day, a tribute in her honor at the Grammys. Okay, so I mentioned earlier that I Will Always Love You was written by Dolly Parton, performed by Whitney Houston. Here's one of the cool things. Dolly Parton has invested all of her royalties from that song to a black community in Nashville in honor of Whitney, and she continues to do so. Let's take a look at some of our other birthdays for today. Actor Sam Elliott is 77. Michael Kors is 62. Jillian Anderson is 53. Jessica Capshaw, 45. Anna Kendrick is 36. That's your look at August 9th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart. We're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make sure that we cover something in a future episode, let us know. Just head over to our website, thisistodaypodcast.com. We've got a form there. You can fill it out and let us know what you would like to hear or what you'd like us to talk about. All right. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>